0: This shit is so good. Hmm. I don't think you like it though, right? No, it's smoky. Yeah, you don't like smoky stuff? Nope. That shit makes me want to fucking chop wood. Hmm. I'll break that bottle all over the floor. What is it? Right now. The gavelin. Uh, yeah, the 16. Yeah, garbage. Anthony Papalia. Yeah, you're faggy. Still around. Brad's <laughs> such a hater. This stuff's so good. I'm angry really, right now. My coffee's cold. Tired. You, went and and you could have gone upstairs. fucking move shit. I can't even hit the it. bell right. I knew you were gonna fucking, complain about that. Yeah. I can't move the speaker any further though. Uh, I can move it. I know you can. <laughs> right I, off I, this I fucking desk. I should have put it like in an envelope. Predictions of Brad. <laughs> and I was like, Brad's gonna bitch. I was like, the the belt. I'm moved. not bitching. The belt barely saying. moved for that setup.
3: No, it barely had to move. Fucking over. look at. Look, there's a lot of moving. Look at this. Look at. It. If you put it that way, I have to. That's how you ha- look at. This. There's a fucking chain on this <clears> thing. I can't. Like if if it's like this, the fucking chain. Now it doesn't. It's oh, just you reach. not. We yeah. gotta
0: move the chain. That's all we gotta do. Uh, Let's I mean, mount the I, bell straight why? to the desk. Let's do that. <sighs> we can do that. I mean, why do we gotta fuck with shit that was working? You know? I needed a desk area and there's no one sitting in the guest spot. Mm-hmm. It works perfectly. I don't have a desk okay. though, bro. That would require a desk. There was unused space right there. Mm. You got a desk? Gonna build me a desk? I don't know, Mr. Amazon. <laughs> I buy a desk. <laughs> I have to buy a desk though. Well oh, fucking Oh fucking what's his
3: name jeff bezos jeff bezos with hair over there the fucking beard well,
0: it, it's perfect though otherwise other than your bell no, it, looks g- it looks slightly crowding it looks great yeah yeah it's encroaching in my space though. i see i knew you were gonna say it i knew it's gonna yeah. happen i was like okay when i put that spot, i'm not I'm like,
3: mad i mean you're da- it's, it's okay you're down yeah. here i know you gotta fu- you gotta have space and work and all that yeah. stuff but you know it's all right yeah it works well okay. though it does. We've got to figure out the bell situation. Yeah, right. we'll figure it out. I wouldn't
4: we'll say, say it's perfect. No, no, no.
3: Yeah, no, nothing's perfect. Mm-mm. No, nothing's perfect except the movie door The explore.
4: Yeah,
0: not not even cold November rain. No, no, no.
4: What is cold la- November rain?
0: It just doesn't last forever. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a stretch. Okay. Yeah, I should have went with the Dora. I should have ran with Dora with him. Yeah, I would have <laughs> ran with <up> Dora. Yeah. <laughs> I was over Dora. I don't want to bring him back up. Goddamn it. Why you haven't even watched it yet? You? Oh, God,
4: yeah. you've had all week to watch it and you haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah,
0: true, that's true. Yeah, let's just watch the trailer. Yeah. you can do that. <laughs> you might have got, got Dave,
4: but you're not gonna get
0: me, Brad. That's I'm sticking to that.
4: Yeah, Ugh, I'm yeah. fighting a fucking headache right now. This freaking...
0: when
3: when Benicio del Toro is playing <laughs> is playing Swiper, the yeah. Fox. Yeah, I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> is it is it behind your
4: eyeball, Dave? No, it's. What is everywhere. it? Why, got,
3: why are you I, changing the
0: subject,
4: bro? I got a COVID you know, Dave's headache. in pain. i brought it He's got COVID
3: <laughs> headaches. What's that?
0: <laughs> Dave has a headache. I think yeah, I'm more empathetic. So I. I, I, have the, I. can see you as why I see your pain. Yeah. Right. I can see you over here, but I can't right. see you. No, I don't care. I'm kidding. Let me get that on. Is there a way to like cast that? What, to me? No, video out this okay. onto the TV so you can see mm-hmm.
3: it. Uh problem. I mean, I'm sure it it anything's not. possible. Dave will be back soon. He's going to be okay. He's going to live.
0: Yeah, I don't know I'm dying I'll put a camera in front of this and then display it over there the camera's going to look at this and show it over there that's mm-hmm. the, the analog way of doing it I, oh,
4: tried okay. to, I tried to go get a COVID test and it was a complete fucking shit show
0: just okay. like tons of people or you were like man if I don't have COVID yeah. I will now just tell here's me okay give thing. me the 73% one
4: yeah. here's the thing I'm going to be a big fucking dick and say I'll tell the whole story on our bonus episode oh there you go Oh, there you go. Yeah, Which you and can listen bus- to and, for yeah. as little as a dollar if you go to patreon.com backslash Sofa King Podcast. Wow, we're you sellouts. Can get, you can get all of our bonus episodes. <laughs> I really just want to do it on a bonus episode anyway because I don't want to spend a bunch of time on a story when we can get into Ian Fleming. It is more but important I things I might, like I the Explore. As, I might as well also try to make a buck on it. If Amanda Knox can do it with her uh, Twitter feed, I can do it.
0: Mm. With, Shit. Uh, I might agreed. I might walk out here and just sign up, log into Patreon just so I can for watch what? it, man. So I can hear the story. <laughs>
4: oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Right. But uh we do appreciate our patrons. Um if you want to support us, that's a really, really easy way to do it. Um who's,
0: who's on the live feed right now? It's the easy one. Oh sorry. Um I don't know on here. I, I can't see it just as user. Just says oh, user. Ready. I can find yeah. it while he's talking, yeah.
4: But um for as little as a dollar, you get our bonus episodes um for Uh, a little bit more you get early episodes if you're tired of waiting till tuesday and friday and then you can get to be part of the live stream and watch us live on video and chat as part of the the live group you can get t-shirts and all sorts of special swag that we only send and of course you will get the love of your father and you will no longer be a fuck-faced peasant all for as little as a dollar
0: that's that's value right there it is value value I got so, a new. Uh, um, there's a new forty dollar patron prize coming, and the uh, the wording is quite funny. I'll nice. save it though. I'll see it. On, they'll see it on social media when people start posting it. Right. It's good. Um, on the live right now, as far as anyone has commented, is all I can actually see is Tina Zavko, R D J Allen, R D J Allen, and uh, Kristen. Hints the name. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I say her name now. So
4: thank you name. all for being patrons, um, and for all the support and love you give us, and the support you give us on the unofficial uh, Facebook group. Um, So that's a great way to support us if you want to support the show. And if you love podcasting and you want to hear some other podcasts, or if you want to start podcasting and you're not sure where to go, or if you've already got a podcast that you want to try to get the word out and you want to learn some marketing techniques and Mm -hmm. find a directory that you can apply to be on, go to podbelly.com. We are a member of the podbelly network. um, And we'll talk a little bit more about Podbelly. I'm at the end of the show, and all of what we're doing is brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce, um, which is delicious, and you should buy it, and you should put it on your popcorn, which even the Brits have figured out how to do. Yeah. So if the Brits can do it, you can do it. It's delicious. And I know people- like,
3: Yeah, I, I heard the show, and they were like, that's not popcorn.
4: That's popcorn. Exactly. Yeah. And people are, people's main comment is like, well, I don't know that I want to put hot sauce on popcorn because it's going to make the popcorn get wet. To which I say, what the fuck does butter do to popcorn? Yeah, liquid butter. Like you put a shitload pieces. more butter on your popcorn than you do hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. And it's all delicious. So put it, it on your hot popcorn.
0: On my fingers. I feel
3: like There's people don't problem. know how to eat popcorn. Like what the fuck are people doing?
0: I don't know. I could see the one, The I can't remember who did it. Those people like mixed up the I can't believe it's not butter with the techo and then misted it. I could yeah, see yeah, getting yeah, down yeah. on that. Yeah. So it's like flavored in there or somehow putting it on the kernels and then popping it. So maybe it's in there somewhere. I like like my
3: popcorn salty as fuck too. Like if it's not burning my tongue, to me it's
0: it's, (laughs) really
3: yeah.
4: I do like a salty popcorn, Mm. but it's all it's Mm. all about the hot sauce because you dab it and then you shake the whole bucket so it sort of spreads around. And when you're eating it, like watching a show. You get like some bites that are mild and some bites that sneak up on you because it had like a big yeah, concentration. I mean, yeah, That's some part bites, of, that's that's part of the magic. That's part some of the magic. Some bites that
3: are mild, some, par, some, some bites that are wild. Exactly.
4: Yeah, that's what happens. And that's the whole point of El Yucateco hot sauce. So get it. Yeah, put you, it on other like food, to,
0: you like to fucking party. You put it on your popcorn, man. That's how you do it. That's get right. Get the case of the hot dicks, fucking scratch your eye. It's a fucking roulette.
4: Yeah. yeah. You, you learn is. the ways. You learn the
0: ways. I haven't had hot dick in a while. <laughs> no, I've been cook- I've been making the stuffed jalapenos. That's what fucking kept getting me. It wasn't Techo getting me. <clears throat> it was a fuck you Rub your eye after cutting a jalapeno. Up? No, I took a piss. Holy I got hot fuck. dick a couple oh, times. Oh really? Yeah, I never mm-hmm. had that. You never got hot dick. No, really? No,
3: I have you- coffee dick. <laughs> oh, that what smells weird? Yeah, yeah like after yeah. I drink a fucking big ass cup of coffee. No, that's a totally like different
4: thing. We're yeah. talking about the, burn though. the burn not from yeah, consuming it, it but from touching it. And and having it on your hands and then touching your Your dick. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of
0: embrace it, though, man. I kind of like it, to be honest. Hmm. Who says it was an accident? That's what I'm saying. Right. That's true.
4: You never did. You never said it was an accident. I never did. No. Very true. Yeah.
0: No, that's all.
3: Um, That's it. That's all we got? I think that's it. Everybody gets mad about us not getting to the topic on
4: time. There you go. So let's get to the topic on time. So our topic today, um, this has been on multiple lists. People have have requested this guy for a while, and I've been interested in him for a while. I I knew a little bit about him um, going into the research, but I didn't know quite how big a badass he was in World War II. But um, it's Ian Fleming, the author of the James Bond books, and um, I think he's a super interesting guy. He was in British intelligence during world war II, And a lot of people have said that his depiction of James Bond was as close a summary of what a real, like on the ground secret agent during world war two, like what, what the personality type was like he, he based James Bond on people he knew who were hmm. spies behind enemy lines and so uh, a lot of – and then he still had intelligence clout and and learned a lot of stuff about what was happening in the Cold War from old intelligence friends of his. So the early James Bond novels, um, even though they get pretty fantastical, like – the people are still rooted in real people. A lot of the events that he comes up with are events that he heard about happening during the war, or that were happening with the actual Soviet Union during the Cold War. So there's a lot of truth to those early books, even though you know they get pretty fantastical with submarine cars and fucking yeah.
0: I, he was like, I he was like, I'd probably say that like 90 percent of it was based off. Of, I was like, nah, there's no metal jaw, motherfuckers. No, like, yeah. you know, some of that, or he's maybe said 97. It was something where I was like, I I don't don't, but he did leave. Opened, you know, that small percentage of metal jaws and submarine cars were not real, you know,
4: right? Right, but a lot of that stuff, though, wasn't. And I haven't read any of the books, so I don't know 100%, but I know a lot of that stuff was added. Um, because I mean, he died in 1964, and obviously, the James Bond novels just kept on coming. And also once the film crews took over, they started to take a lot of licenses with the films and yeah, you know. Right. You yeah, know, he was only alive sense. for
0: three of them, I think, or something. Yeah, for yeah. I think
4: the first three films. Have you, he have wrote you the actually, first twelve books, I believe.
0: Have you actually read any novels?
4: Any I haven't. Novels? I haven't. No? I have Casino Royale and I uh, intend I, I always intend to start it, but while while I'm writing a particular type of fiction, I don't like to leave that fiction. So while I write science fiction. That's what I always want to fiction. read. So, um, but no, I really, I, I really want to read Casino Royale and, and some, I'd probably, to be honest, his best stuff is probably going to be like his third and fourth Bond novels. Cause that's probably when he's going to be hitting his stride, figuring it out. I have heard people that really love Bond novels say that Casino Royale is very boring compared to all of the other books. Hmm. I'm
0: gonna have to say insert gasp here I, I don't know that I've ever watched a James Bond movie what? Like I don't <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever I'm, watched one I'm in the in same its boat I, I've seen I know Bond I've know, seen a bunch of old Sean Connery clips and some yeah. stuff He was slapping bitches and drinking whiskey um, I'm like more Pierce Brosnan era Brosnan.
4: Well, But still you still watched Brosnan. them I mean you watched those <laughs> No
3: I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a full one Like check I know it, the pussy galore It's
0: Bros man you know? check it out Who's Pitty. the guy with the fucking bowler hat Oh, the metal—that's the metal teeth guy. Metal no, jaw. Jaws is the
4: guy with the metal teeth. Uh, the oh, guy, that's the guy
0: from Happy Gilmore, right? Isn't that the guy that plays in Happy Gilmore that gets the nail in his head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Jaws, right? And then, Fuck, and and then you have the Asian guy with the Who's the Asian guy you're with fucking the? Me up that I don't remember the name. Oh yeah, name. yeah. yeah.
3: He's the guy that in another movie kills people, and puts crazy. the
0: rose on him after. Yeah, 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 him. yeah.
3: I don't know. That's that's all I really know about him. I've one of the problems like for me with like I've never. Like it's same thing like Mission Impossible and shit like that. Like I watched a few of those. MI six and stuff. Yeah. it's just it's not.
4: Odd it's job. Not my thing. Odd job. Yeah, it's it it's
3: not odd job. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it's not like that's just not my cup of tea. I guess you could say. Like I don't no, know. I love never,
4: it. I since I was a kid. Like, like I love Star Wars. I love the old stuff when I was a kid. I I watched. Like I remember like fuzzy and I would go like every time the, the old Sean Connery ones were on TV, we would watch them. Like when I was a kid, the Roger Moore ones were coming out and fuzzy loved James Bond. So he would always take me and my brother to see it. Like I watched almost every, you know, through my, like through my adulthood, I pretty much watched every single James Bond movie at the theater with my dad. As long as we lived in the same place, every time TBS would always do like their James Bond marathons over the holidays. that fucking cable channel wouldn't change. It would just be James Bond movie after James Bond movie. I, on I think that's what
0: loop. it comes down to, too, is like once like, you like you repeat it, your dad, your dad, your dad, fuzzy, like I, like my dad didn't fucking watch TV at all. And like my yeah. grandpa, who was my other kind of like mentor, died when I was like six, like five or six and, or else I probably would have watched football. You know, he was like he was a bookie, right. like I would have been into sports and shit. I'm not into sports because I didn't have a like a, uh, a a male figure that like influenced me or had me watch that it just wasn't around me. I'd never had the opportunity. Like I didn't know about James Bond until I was like fucking older. So it's like, it's not even on me. You know what I mean? Until there was like Pierce Brosnan shit, probably I, you know, I know of it, but I just never wasn't, you know, golden eye on super Nintendo or whatever the fuck. All my friends were playing that shit. And I, I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's about. It just wasn't. And
4: they were all totally different. Like Sean Connery was, everybody says, so he was the quintessential bond. And then fucking James Lazenby took over for one, one job only. Um, but then it became Roger Moore, which are pretty awful. Like even as a James Bond fan, like those Roger Moore ones are fucking bad. Like he tries to just be all fucking (laughs) goofy and the directors take fucking liberties to try to make things funny. Like fucking speed shit up Benny Hill style. And they're just not, they're just fucking not good. I Um,
0: know you don't like when people try to make shit funny. Like you won't watch fucking Ragnarok because there's a couple jokes in there. You get, you get real particular
4: about no, that shit. No, not that there's a couple jokes in there. It's a, it's a fucking comedy. It's
0: like a circle.
3: But it's a freaky circle. Like the
4: yeah. movie is, a, is an action comedy. It's not like... Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's like, good, though. There's is is a problem. Except for Kurt Russell. Is he in that? No, yeah. he's not. He's in, what's he's the in other in one?
4: Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, yeah. 2. Terrible.
3: <laughs> Terrible.
4: <laughs> and again, I think I wouldn't you know, have had really? a problem. I don't think I would have prob- had a problem with Thor if all three of them were funny yeah because like guardians of the galaxy was hysterical it was an action comedy from the beginning and i was down with it from the beginning if the next guardians of the galaxy wasn't funny at all nobody would like it because yeah, there's a yeah. change in tone that's it's like yeah i mean i just didn't dig yeah. it but then I can't we had watch
3: christmas chronicles anymore you can't watch what christmas chronicles with kurt russell <laughs> terrible <laughs> You did
0: brag about that movie at one point. Yeah, yeah I mean it's yeah, like you
3: it's yeah. I just I can't watch it anymore. Did like, you know who directed Dora? More.
0: Who's that? Did you look it up? It's not. It's Kurt Kurt Russell Google no, it's not. yeah. No,
3: it's not. That's
0: no, not. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I could edit the internet right now. Get there. Yeah, before, <laughs> yeah, before Brad Sausage Fingers could find it, it's like yeah. God James. Dammit, no. James Bobbin. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. his. That's his writing name. Oh, no, that's it. It's a it. ghost that's name. Yeah. That's the best thing he's ever done. Then,
4: <laughs> but if you <laughs> if you yeah. dig if you dig action films, I think if yeah. you started with Casino Royale and just watched like the Daniel Craig ones, I can't imagine that you wouldn't enjoy them. They're just really good action films,
3: right? But and if you like those, you'll definitely love Dora. Exactly. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. So, um, it's the longest continually running series in film history. There have been twenty seven uh, James Bond films. And they've grossed over seven billion dollars in revenue. So that's not that's bad. crazy. Yeah, that's, kind of talk. Weak. <laughs> that's not bad, dude. Um I think I think it should I
3: mean, really, I mean how many movies and shit? It should be way more than that. Dude, billion is a
0: crazy number. Like yeah. people don't yeah. appreciate how big billion. Billion. weak sauce. Let alone seven, billion. seven so, yeah, billion. But
4: he wrote the first twelve, you know, um th- those were his. But again, they the films aren't gonna be accurate to the books because once like You know, he wrote Moonraker in the 60s and then it gets turned into a film in the late 70s, early 80s. I think it was like 82, maybe Moonraker came out. So everything's going to be fucking different. Like what, you know, they went up in a space shuttle. And so, I mean, everybody's going to be evolving, even Casino Royale. I mean, it didn't get made into a movie until Daniel Craig. So when it's made into a movie into the 2000s, obviously it's going to be fucking updated from shit he was writing in 1958. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but it's still, it still sells and it still works. Um,
3: yeah. Moonraper. Moonraper is a fucking totally, name for a book totally, different
4: moon totally different movie. Moonraper. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's where if you try to oh, you put your pants down and bend yeah, over. It's and, anal porn. Yeah. 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 I also like the fact that, um, even though like he's just like the like pure british guy pure brit and even like the martini shaken not stirred the whole thing but um in an interview uh later in life he said that his actual favorite drink is a miller high life because he liked the name of it because he liked the name of it he said that he likes to live the high life and that's why he ordered it
0: hmm.
4: he got go. paid yeah He's like, Subway, this yeah.
0: nice, <laughs> fresh, cold cut combo.
4: Yeah. Mm-mm. So, but his life is really fucking interesting. Like the shit. Talk did. about a
3: hole in one. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that movie. You're going to so, get
0: it, Bobby.
4: <laughs> poor Dave. Sorry. He's born in, uh, he's born to a wealthy family. He's born in 1908 in London. Um, his father half Rockefeller status, like owning banks. Oh yeah. His grandfather owned a bank was the co-founder of a big British bank. His father was a member of parliament. um, He's the shadow chancellor. Yeah, exactly. So his family was very well connected. They, I, I don't believe they were royalty or they were knighted, but they were very wealthy and they were very politically influential. Um, and it shows throughout his life. You see several times where his mother intervenes in his life and like does some pretty big career. Mommy Uh, got you a job. Yeah, Like pretty fucking significant jobs. Uh, maybe when you're British,
0: they just, that's, they have to raise you that way. Like you don't get piggy banks, you get actual little miniature brick and mortar banks to put your money in. So like you own a bank when you're growing up, they try to fucking get it into you. Like you're going to be fucking (laughs) successful. You're going
4: to grow up and be a banker.
0: Yeah. You're going to be a banker. You already own a bank. It has her name on it. So from birth, you own a bank.
4: Right. So his dad um, died in world war one. He was in C squadron um, and he became a major and he was killed during shelling on the Western front and he almost went blind before that from uh, mustard gas. So his dad was a hardcore, like, you know, even though they were rich and he was in parliament, World War One started and he was like, it's my duty. I'm going to go into the fucking trenches and fight. Um, the
0: only book I actually read in high school was All Quiet on the Western Front. That's the only book I actually remember reading. I know there was more required reading, but I didn't read any of it. Right. That, that one, I had to read it. I don't right. remember. How, I, I couldn't get away with it somehow.
4: You had to do it.
0: Yeah, somehow um, I got like called into it. They they called me out because I, I don't know how I was getting away with the rest of it. I think someone was helping me. Like I was maybe. borrowing someone's notes and it's shit. It's not hard to pull off. Yeah.
4: Um the and again to speak of the level of his family, when his father died, Winston Churchill wrote the obituary that appeared in the newspaper. That's pretty impressive. So his his family had some clout. But um, his older brother, even though this is like out of the timeline, his older brother ends up sort of following in a similar vein. He becomes a travel writer who becomes like a pretty famous writer of travel books um, all through the world. And um, he joined in the Second World War and actually was – like, he was a grenadier. He did some intelligence work on the ground, like, in enemy territory. So even though Ian Fleming never actually went into combat in his roles in the war, his brother did. Um,
0: you know, it would be a good service, I think, if you had celebrity obituary readings. Like, you could have, like, you Ooh. can buy it for your friend if they die, you know? Like, 200 bucks, like Arnold Schwarzenegger reads, you a bit, reads your obituary. I just want to snoop. Yeah, you can pick, that's what I'm saying, you can pick whoever.
4: You know, I want Snoop.
0: And I'll Snoop it up and, and uh, Arnie. You can will... have them
3: do that. They're on that They're on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the website where you go on there and they I can't think of what read. it's called. Yeah, yeah oh, I can't either. Fuck. What is it? God damn it. That's Tycho, why I thought of Snoop Tycho's because snoop, to us to do that.
4: snoop is on that website.
3: We can do it. He is, can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is. Tyrone. There's a bunch of people on there. Yeah. yeah. Angry Grandma. Who? Angry Grandma. I don't
4: know who that is. Uh, uh, I have a what? sense. Yeah, uh, she's angry. Okay. That's that yeah. was that was what I was predicting. Um so he um ends up uh he's an undisciplined student. He, he's always like having problems with his teachers. Uh he goes to Eton College, which isn't to my I think it's not really like a college like we think of a college. I think it's like a, a really expensive prep school like i think it's like a junior high high school kind of thing i don't yeah. think I don't, it's like a.
0: I think they call it like high school university or something right how is that uni i don't no, know i There's think uni is shit. college that really is yeah, college university yeah. is
4: college yeah. but this particular Eton college is a. I, I believe it's a uh like a prep school like a high school prep school but in there, like he's 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 really popular student. He does well in ath, in athletics. He's the head editor of the student magazine, which plays into his life later, obviously. Um, but the housemaster E. V. Slater didn't like Fleming's attitude. The fact that he owned a car. I'm how many sure that's that, that's AC Slater's great, great, grandfather. exactly, dude? He didn't like his <laughs> attitude, he didn't like the fact that he owned a car, he didn't like how many women that he slept with, and he didn't like his hair oil.
0: You know, that hair oil,
4: so um, it's
0: flammable, you gotta be careful, man.
4: He ended up pulling a great bunch flowers. of strings and getting his mom to remove. Apparently, you could do like Uh, what they called a crammer course and get through the college a year early by studying like rapidly and at home. So they convinced his mom that this was the best place for, for Ian Fleming. So Ian leaves the college does this crammer course so that he can go into the Royal military college. um, And he goes to the Royal military college, but he leaves because he gets gonorrhea fucking slinging it he is slinging it dude and he's slinging it for life like for life his entire it's like every time you read about a relationship it's like but that didn't go well because the girl he was sleeping with was actually the baron of such and such's wife and she was having an affair with ian fleming and one other person while ian fleming was also sleeping with his other guy's wife and this girlfriend he met Apple like, must have, he
0: must have had spaghetti squash down there dude. because <laughs> he fucking takes off to Jamaica and keeps laying pipe. You he know? had He's a got fucking co- Ian competition. Fleming,
4: he had a Liam Neeson down there.
0: <laughs> that video of Liam Neeson running around with his wiener <laughs> flying around. Have you ever seen that, Brad? No. You got to Google that, bro. No,
4: My man. You try
0: to make me watch Dory, you're not going to see Liam's wiener? Why
4: dude. would
3: I want to watch a guy running around with his dick flopping <laughs> It's Liam around? Neeson, because bro.
4: Because he has a particular set of skills, man. That shit. Wow. That's, that's, it's an impressive... Uh, just I mean,
3: because you guys feel gay for watching doesn't need to make, you need to make me feel gay. I mean oh, if I could true.
0: get if I came straight out of a hot shower and warmed it up a little bit like mm-hmm. he ain't got a ton on me. But like it's fucking looks cold out there and he's just naked and on the spot on camera and so like I can't step to it. Like it's impressive. Yeah. Like to be able to perform like that and just run around swinging. It's a my, shit my shit would my shit would have crawled back up. I don't look like Brad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so he um ends up uh, going to, to a college overseas because his goal is to join the foreign office. And he goes to this college just to get the experience to join the foreign office. And he fails at, at uh, doing the entrance exam. And I read about some other people who ended up being like big time spies, members of the OES, the, the group that we talked about earlier, like the fucking crazy bastards that did terrorist attacks on the Germans. like all these people tried to get into the foreign office during world war one and world war two. And like, none of them could get in because the tests were so hard. So I don't know exactly what the foreign office did, but it was a bitch to get in there. So mommy helps you. Well, she didn't even help him do that. She ended up saying, well, if you can't get in, then you need to, um, uh, take a different job. Oh, but while he's at this other school, by the way, I mean, it's just, everything is a setup for, for where he's going later in life. He stays in a, He goes to this school and he lives with a family and the family that he lives with runs the school and the husband is a former British spy from World War One and the wife is a novelist.
0: Right. So both the things. That yeah.
4: He becomes. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's what,
0: once again, the influences, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. your, it's your parents, like that nature versus nurture thing. It, it, that's very real. I mean, you have some natural instinctive things that are going to be your abilities and your attributes and your skills, but like who you're surrounded with during those critical years of development and childhood, I think is pretty important. Oh, it makes a big, to play a role yeah. on where you go yeah. and what you do Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
4: So he can't get into the foreign office. So his mom uh, talks to Sir Roderick Jones who runs the Reuters news agency, which is still one of the biggest news agencies in the world? And Those it guys gets, are huge.
0: Bunch of Reuters. <laughs> giant.
4: They get, uh, yeah, they fucking fucking Reuter, Reuter raging. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, give him a job as a journalist. He travels to Moscow. And again, speaking of the clout that he has, his name has enough influence that when he's a fucking field reporter in Moscow, he's covering a trial about a bunch of Brits who are under arrest. And when he gets to Moscow, he writes a letter to the Kremlin and says that he would very much like to interview Joseph Stalin. And Joseph Stalin writes him a personal letter of apology saying that he's too busy to meet with him to give him an interview.
0: I doubt he wrote that letter. Some like staff person wrote that, and he signed the paper. He had already got staff. Even that signed dude, Stalin. Even that's that. Pretty cool though. Like
4: yeah. even if that's what happens, that speaks of your clout because you're otherwise go fuck yourself. Like you're not going to meet with Stalin. But the fact that they actually sent you a form letter that he signed. Like, well, s- even that says I, something. I
0: know. I know that Reagan is no Stalin, but in 1985, I did write a letter to President Reagan about nuclear disarmament and the fact that we shared the same birthday. And he did write me a, a letter back from the White House saying, like, thank you for your interest. And I got an autographed picture of Ronald Reagan nice. and like a happy birthday or something. And I was in the front page of the Bakersfield, California, because oh, of it. look at you yeah, somewhere. I got to find that picture. It's a, fuck yeah, I'm like, you do. I'm, I'm holding the newspaper. And like the picture of Reagan autographed or something, and it says like six year old child writes to the president about nuclear disarmament at fucking funny shit, and dude. sharing the birthday. God, yeah. I, my fucking grandma's gonna haunt me if I can't find that fucking newspaper. Yeah. It's somewhere.
4: So he starts an affair with a woman named Anne O'Neill, who was married to the third Baron O'Neill, um, and he she was having an affair with Esmond Harmsworth, the heir to the Lord of Rothermere. Like, harmsworth did you i mean when you're a
0: baker you get the last name baker like, yeah, how does harmsworth is come harmsworth. about that motherfucker's gonna hurt you yeah he comes from a long line of people that will hurt you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
4: but world war ii comes around and um again his mom makes some calls and gets in touch with rear admiral john godfrey who's the director of naval intelligence and says hey you should hire my son and he hires Ian Fleming to be his personal assistant. So all of a sudden the war breaks out. And now the person in charge of Naval intelligence has hired Ian Fleming to be his number two, right? To be his assistant. And, and really like you're a fucking
0: runner, like get me this, get me that, go here, do that. But you're surrounded by everyone who's anyone that fucking everyone, matters dude. and privy to fucking all kinds of crazy conversations. I'm sure like you didn't have, you have to have clearance just to be with him. Oh, for sure. And you're sure. fucking sitting there hearing all kinds of shit
4: in order in order for him to even have the position they had to immediately recruit him into the navy with a position of lieutenant or else he couldn't even see the memos that were on his boss's desk and he became the admiral's liaison to the secret intelligence service the political warfare executive the SOE which is the 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 uh ungentlemanly warfare which we did the episode on which were fucking awesome but he was the guy who would talk to the soe for them the joint intelligence committee and the prime minister's staff so he (laughs) got to know all of those people on a daily basis throughout london
0: what a fucking job to land like just walked into that shit
4: and his code name was 17f i like it because that which again is very James Bondish. I mean, everybody's just got a a number and a letter. It's like this is Q, that's M, you're 07. Like their code names aren't anything fancy. It's just a fucking number or a letter. But this is this is what he starts to do. So some of the things he does during the war, which these were the things that that sort of impressed me, is uh an important memo that the Admiral released during the war called the Trout Memo. Um which they call it that because the whole thing talks about how war is like fly fishing, but later on, once he wrote all these James Bond novels, uh, linguists would were looking at the the memo and saying this is like Ian Fleming wrote this entire memo. Like this, I know
0: there's no way because it's too late once they find out in the films, like to go reference He's gone at that point. And like, it's probably some top secret shit. So no one's going to be able to, no one knows who wrote it. Cause he was right. probably the personal assistant writing it on behalf. He's like, that looks good. And like, he approved it and said, make it so. <laughs> right. So no one can really prove if he said it or not, or right? If he did right. it.
4: So, um, but part of it is it's schemes to get the, uh, to get U boats to surface and lure them towards minefields. It's a bunch of ideas. Number 28 on the list was, um, operation mince meat which was which was get a dead body and um put fake intelligence on him and drop him out of an airplane and let the germans discover him um so it looks like a parachute like so went right. wrong right and it said it said it was when it mentioned number 28 in parentheses it said his suggestion not a very nice one and then it went on to say that we should do this. And he said that it would have to be a fresh corpse. But I understand that there should be no difficulty finding fresh corpses these days. So it's kind of like weird, dark, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> like you're talking about dead fucking soldiers. But he wrote this memo. Um, he was the co author of a book that became the Naval Intelligence Division's Geographical Handbook. He did a thing called Operation Ruthless, which was the first plan to get an Enigma machine. Which all is pretty ingenious because
0: especially if you look at the way it's talked about, he didn't have a a literary reference or a film or anything to come off. These are original thoughts really, you know, from him when he's conceptualizing, like, let's drop a dead body and leave fake information off of it. Like that's some shit straight out of a James
4: Bond movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's ta- and the There's other thing is like, he's in a position where he talks to all these intelligence people. He talks to spies who are here that are literally like going to go undercover and fucking assassinate Germans. And he's talking to the head of entire divisions. So he's in this unique position to talk to the, to the lower end members of intelligence all the way to the upper end of intelligence. So he's able to see like, Oh, what they need is this, you know, they need a gun that looks like a pen like yeah. that would be super helpful and then he'll talk to the right people and they'll be like oh that's a good idea we can build that so he's in this really unique position to make british intelligence happen you know what i mean that's super cool uh, um but operation ruthless is his is his tr- attempt to get a, to steal a nazi bomber get it with a german speaking crew dressed in luftwaffe uh, uh, uniforms crash in the english channel get a u-boat to rescue them take over the u-boat steal the enigma machine sink the u-boat and then go to shore with an enigma machine
0: yeah but even if they got the enigma machine like all they do is fucking radio out change the codes it was like every 24 hours or whatever like even if you had them because they had one
4: they got one Yeah,
0: they ended up getting it
4: it was a plan not far from this plan. Actually, they invaded a U-boat. They they took it over. They had to make the U-boat seem like it sank based on its own, like by an accident. So Das
0: Boot, that movie Das Boot. I can't remember that.
4: No, no, no. But they, they stole an Enigma machine and then they had to act like they didn't. And they had to make it look like it was a complete accident or the whole Enigma code would would take a shit. Another thing that he did, which, again, speaks of the roots he has in the intelligence community, is he ends up meeting with a guy who's probably worthy of doing an episode on at some point. A guy named Wild Bill Donovan, who's from America, and uh, he served in World War I, um, got all these uh, honors in World War One, and then he tried to take a regular job and couldn't really cut it. And the president uh, Roosevelt, when world war two was breaking out, they sent Donovan all through Europe. He like hung out with Mussolini and fucking did all this shit and got intelligence about what everyone else's intelligence was like and brought it back to the United States. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being the connection between MI six and, and the U S government. And he like two people, he and Ian Fleming wrote the basic blueprint of the agency that would eventually become the cia that's pretty crazy so you know, i mean that's fucking crazy <clears throat> there's been a couple wild bills throughout history like you have to
0: meet some specific criteria to pull that off like yeah name I has to be William, yeah and you got to be so fucking notably crazy that you get a fucking they're like the word you you earned it Look, and you're wild, Bill Donovan, like you know what I mean? Like, like it takes a specific criteria to make that all happen.
4: One thing that I saw about him was that in between like between World War one and World War two, when prohibition was in, he he became the u s dis uh, i think the the u s district attorney, the u s something attorney, like the top attorney in the in the u s and he yeah, was, was like an attorney. what's that? It was district attorney, yeah, okay, and he was aggressively pursuing. Uh, prohibition to the point that he was a member of a high society booze club, where everyone would go and drink because they were rich, and once and he busted his own club. And like everybody fucking hated on him and fucking called him a traitor and fucking turned on him. And like, it was almost the death of his political career because so many high end politicians got arrested and busted because he busted his own club.
0: He's just putting whiskey in his jacket. He's like, you guys are going down, (laughs) taking a drink.
4: You'll see. But again, it's so this crazy motherfucker meets Ian Fleming and he's like, Hey, you need to come back to DC with me. Cause we're trying to build an intelligence organization and I want you to help me figure out how it's going to work.
0: You said Ian? that was crazy. I was or like, did, did you look at it and phonetically just roll with it?
4: No, I didn't look at it yeah, at all.
0: That came straight out of your brain.
4: Hmm. So he also did a thing called operation golden eye, um, which was an huh. attempt. To, yeah. Um, in world war two. And, uh, it ended up later, he named his, his uh, house in Jamaica GoldenEye. Um, so in the, he didn't write the book GoldenEye, but he, ar- he always called his house GoldenEye. Um, How
0: do they come up with these Operation names? You know what I mean? Like, what was that about? Did that know, mean man. something? There was Gold Eye, Like, yeah. No. Operation Paperclip? Like, there was right. like, that one's obvious. They were sitting there yeah. like, fuck it, I don't know, Paperclip. It was on their dossier yeah. on the fucking thing. You know, operation but, Poop on a Stick. GoldenEye. Yeah. I don't remember. That was poop a big, big one. Op- poop on a that? Stick?
4: That was a big yeah. one.
0: Oh, it was Poop Knife.
4: Yeah. Well that's where the poof knife was invented.
0: Poof knife. The poof knife poof that's different. Knife, that's that different.
4: It's a, totally different. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, that's how you that's how you cut off your puffy nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I think a poof
0: knife might have like in the handle if you flip it over, it has uh, air freshener. Well you can you can mm-hmm. make in the bottom the of the poof knife. knife, yeah,
3: you take the poof in the shower and mm-hmm. you melt it down into a plastic piece. And make a knife out of it.
0: I think it's an attachment that goes on the handle of your poop knife and it poofs, it covers your fart smells. Knife? Yeah, it's air freshener. And oh, that's the handle nice and spray. like, yes. po- uh, it's like yeah. poop puree. Yeah, it has a <laughs> oil in it. Yeah. it. covers the top of the water. Yeah. And so it doesn't stink. But yeah, should yeah. you have a helicopter turd that just won't break and go down, yeah. you can cut it with a poop knife. knife.
4: How is there not a brand of bathroom based potpourri named poop puree? There, there is. Oh, is there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You thought Brad was genius <laughs> for a second. I was going to say, how do I not? How do I not know about this? Yeah, it's like some, mean, some little just stuff. Just spray I the water before you shit. Yeah, oh, you're still. I'm much much sorry, Brad. you still a genius. much better things. Yeah, 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 yeah. W-
0: Opportunity, for example. Yeah, exactly. Right,
4: right. So his biggest thing in World War II was they place him in charge of a group called the Number Thirty Commandos or the Thirty Assault Unit. And the job of the Thirty Assault Unit was they recruited. Like the best of the best. Didn't this come up in the bagpipe guy? Like I remember
0: there being like twenty commando, fucking like some number. Yeah, 30. there were different commando. That was just twenty
4: units. dudes running around with no underwear. But wasn't yeah. it
0: twenty or thirty? Wasn't that the number? I thought well, this, maybe the. I don't paths.
4: think it was this group. No, this group has a totally different. Charge. This is
0: World War Two. He was World War One. No, he was World something. War Two. Was he? God, these so, motherfuckers are running around at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fucking Ian Fleming's running around. That guy's yeah. fucking shooting arrows and bagpipes and shit. Yeah. They, they don't have fucking like heroes like this anymore.
4: No, dude. I don't feel like, they, no. well, at least we don't hear about them. Like, the number of things that Ian Fleming did to influence intelligence and the war, it's like, I don't think anyone alive can have that much influence on the intelligence community right now.
0: I, no. just, I think maybe the opportunity to, like, check well, out this boxes is the problem, of accomplishment though. don't this, exist. This is the thing.
3: At this time, you didn't know this guy was doing
4: that. True, hundred percent. Now you
3: know, right? So the same things <laughs> right. going on. That's true. Same things going on now. Somebody's that's true. influencing somebody, doing some crazy ass right. shit. There's some right. fucking Navy SEAL or fucking, you know what I mean? Some guy that's doing very fucking true things that you wouldn't think were possible. Yeah. That in twenty thirty years will come out and be like, damn, that guy was fucking doing this shit during this time. Right. And that's fucking crazy.
4: And know? I mean, Ian Ian Fleming was an idea, man. He never did these things. Yeah. Like he sat at a desk as number 17 F and he came yeah. up with, he was things, a writer. He was coming up with things that the spies had to go do, you know, but his, his biggest thing was, was 30 assault unit. And basically what he said was, look, we're starting to take German cities and I need the best of the best so that. They are the, like there's the group that takes the city and the 30 assault is with that group while the assault happens. And as soon as the breaches are broken and these people are in command of the city, Everyone does what the 30 assault says because they're going to go to every headquarters. They're going to go to every single fucking nook and cranny where any German officer slept. They're going to do everything, and they're going to gather every piece of intelligence that we can from this city we just captured, from a bunker we just captured, from a castle, from a fucking submarine Like their job was anytime something German was captured, a member of the, of the 30 commando unit had to be present to determine what is decent intelligence and how to get it back to London the quickest.
0: And then they had like 50 women in a gymnasium, just fucking thumbing through those fucking papers. Like think of the the effort it took to sort through that shit just to be like, and
4: it's in German.
0: Yeah. Like, fuck, we got to get through this. Is this important? I have no idea what it
4: says. So they had to, the, the members of that group had to learn how to paratroop. They had to learn uh, different languages. They had to learn unarmed combat. They went to SOE facilities to learn safe cracking and lock picking and how to build improvised silencers for fucking pistols behind enemy lines. And because a lot of times they were like, we know we're going to take this city on the fifth. We need members of the 30 commando in that city before we even take it. Because they need to get the intelligence before the Germans start to destroy it. You know what I mean? Dude,
0: my buddy made a silencer on a fucking it was just a twenty two rifle or something, but still that shit is so fucking scary how quiet it was. It was a piece mm-hmm. of PVC pipe yeah. and like some holes. I don't know what all was in there, but it was like clink, clink. It sounded like you were just dry firing the gun.
3: Right. It I was, mean you just have to have some sort of resonance, you know. <laughs> it was like scary. You use rubber washer washers and rubber washers inside of a cylinder. That's uh, what does it.
0: Yeah, it was just really? clink, clink, yeah. clink, clink. Yeah. It sounded like you were dry firing a twenty two. Right. And it was just fucking shooting. Speaking of dirt.
3: unarmed combat, you ever heard of uh, Kali? It's like a fucking mm-hmm. a Filipino martial art. Mm-hmm. That shit is fucking. There's a dude. I, I was looking him up and I was trying to figure out if we could do a fucking show on him because his name's uh, Johan. Uh, Sebastian. No, Johan Skalberg. And fucking like the dude does like he trains special ops, like fucking military teams and shit. And, uh, and I was watching a video and how it was like something that popped up on Facebook and it was how like, uh, Japanese karate was, was possibly influenced. I mean, it was influenced by Chinese, you know, mm-hmm. fighting style, but it was actually started. A lot of the stuff that went into Japanese karate was started in the Philippines with this fucking Kali martial art and, uh, and it's fucking, it was bad. It was pretty badass. It's, like it was it's fucking. Pretty bucked up. Yeah, pretty bucked up. Yeah. Like firepot.
0: <laughs> like Joseph? firebox? Uh, yeah. You want the uh, power
3: box? Yeah. My cousin Dong? My yeah. cousin Dong Fong. No one knew we had a Filipino yeah. impression. No. But, no. uh, <coughs> yeah. logging onto the firepots yeah. because it's all bucked up. Bad. Tell you what, man. Joseph. Uh, pocket. That's all I got. Yeah, just pocket.
0: Still in some joke
3: way there. But yeah, that that fucking Kali shit was pretty fucking bad because it's like, Krav Maga, you know what I mean? Karate, right, right. you know what I mean? Jiu-jitsu, all this shit. And it's fucking like real hand-to-hand combat shit and it's pretty fucking cool, but it's really like fast guy, and
4: brutal, isn't it?
3: It's fucking gross. Yeah, yeah it's just like yeah. fucking stop, 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 Fucking slice, yeah, slice, dude, slice, yeah, slice, yeah, stab, stab stab, 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 stab. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ! The guy, by the time the, the guy like throws a punch, and by the time the guy blocks the fucking, he he fucking blocks it, stabs him, slices him, fucking boom, 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 and cuts his throat in like fucking a millisecond. Is it real though, or is it one it's of those? It's real. Like- no, they train special ops fucking dudes. Like it's mm-hmm. fucking it's le- watching this guy. Like I can cipher bullshit and real, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. so and it's not fucking, one of those YouTube videos where you no, see him like, no, 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 oh, no, 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 yeah, he No, this guy, it. this guy, the he guy jumped into the flip. the guy's like a karate guy, and he's trying to like decipher where karate roots come from, right. and it's kind of cool. Like he's a black belt, and and, and it, it's nothing fucking crazy. He's not, you know, like trying to like do anything weird, but he meets this fucking guy. And they go in and like this guy's like the last trained descendant of like fucking one of the last roots of this art, you know. Right, right. And uh the guy starts moving and doing shit and he's like slap 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 and I'm like, oh fuck, like he's fucking legit. Right. Like you can tell right off the bat this guy's fucking, you know, cool. And uh, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, wow. Like, actually, like I was wanting to start. Like, where can I fucking learn this shit? Right. Because I already have, I already have a base for it. Right. right. You know what I mean? I just need to learn, like, fucking, what's the process? You know? I'm gonna like, tell fucking- you though, if
4: there's if if there's a place in the American mainland that has a fucking school, it's probably not far from Bakersfield, because we no. have a, we have a very dense Filipino population. There's probably a school in like fucking. Delano maybe. or Arvin or some
3: shit. Maybe, but I don't want it to be some bullshit though. You no, know yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah, It's like
0: fucking like, three months. I get a belt. You just know, what I mean? like, walk off. Just go that. walk like, in the hospital and grab a nurse, bro. Just be like, hey, where I learned this shit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they'll tell you.
4: So, the thirty commandos have to learn how to do everything after like a particularly crazy raid in the Mediterranean. Um, the like basically naval intelligence. Like, signed off on them and was like, oh, these guys are badass. Like, yeah, we'll take them anywhere they need to go. Um, and they, they ended up getting a really big reputation. Um, once, uh, he ended up getting replaced, um, as the head of 30 AU on D Day, I believe, um, which is kind of weird and fucked up. Uh, but, um, he, I think they
0: wanted to use them as like commando units or something right like they started making them do combat when they were like this guy's a fucking badass at picking locks. Right, this like, isn't what you're, you're, you're wasting, wasting their
4: talent. Yeah. 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 So they end up um putting him in charge. This is the worst name of anything that they have to do with. He ends up uh evolving the 30 AU into a group called T Force or Target okay. Force.
0: That's a, like a cheap-ass 80s cartoon. It sure
4: me. the fuck is, dude. Yeah. T-Force! <laughs>
0: <Totally>. <laughs> <laughs> Tranny Force,
4: yeah! So T-Force Big is... Big dicks and tits coming your way. Target Force, no? and it's the same basic thing. <laughs> Their job is to secure documents, people, equipment, um, combat intelligence personnel after they captured large towns, but it was just a much larger group. I read that um, and I
0: was like, why did they change him and make why did they say, Hey, we're gonna give you three more squadrons, do it again. Like, what was it like you're not in charge anymore? We're gonna waste your safe crackers and give them Probably just
4: the shuffle. Someone above yeah. him suddenly outranked him and never liked him and wanted his fucking homeboy to run it for D-Day. Then right. someone else was like, Why'd you fuck up this amazing group that we got all our intelligence from? Put Fleming back in charge. In fact, put Fleming three times in charge, you know? Yeah. I mean, just back and forth mm-hmm. of a of a fucking bureaucracy. But I mean the the is it
3: is does Tranny force ruin D Day? Is that like one of the episodes?
4: No, they come after D Day, unfortunately. After D Day, yeah. <laughs> so speaking the, of uh, last
0: name origins, you think Fleming? He's always clearing his throat, like his great great grandfather. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that throat bubble, throat <laughs> bubble.
4: The very <laughs> British throat clear, like <laughs> 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 I say, oh, here comes
0: <laughs> Fleming. Yeah, here he comes. <laughs>
4: But so T-Force discovered the research center and got, they were the first ones to get the plans for the V2 rocket, the the Messerschmitt uh, 163 fighters, high-speed U-boats. So some of the most important intelligence of German uh, aircraft ever were fucking captured by Fleming's people like in the field um, so, again, all of this yeah. is to say when he starts writing fucking spy novels, you kind of have to perk your ears up and be like, oh, this motherfucker knows about spies. You know what and I mean? And he might
0: like be largely responsible for fucking winning the war. Like, intelligence yes. is extremely important. <laughs> yes. And they weren't going to do it. There's a bunch of generals with cigars like, shoot them. Right. Like, no, 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 no. Don't blow that building up. It has a bunch of shit in there. Right. We
4: find out. You know. Right. I can't imagine how much he knew and how much the people that he trained went and captured and learned like he was instrumental. I mean, his position was instrumental. I mean, the fact that when FDR was like, we need a CIA get Fleming. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on, dude, that's fucking crazy.
0: Meanwhile, he kind of failed at other things in life prior to that, like trying to be a banker and trying to do other shit. And he just wasn't quite cutting it. No, He didn't even do super great academically. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He had to find his niche, man his niche was being a fucking spy master. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um So the war ends, he's demobilized in May of 1945. Um, he starts to run a newspaper group and he's really fucking bored by it. And uh, he ends up with three months of vacation a year and he buys a house in Jamaica, which he calls golden eye and he spends all of his three months every single year in Jamaica. And he actually was there for an, in, he learned about it at some sort of an intelligence conference that they secretly held in Jamaica during the war. And he went there and saw Jamaica and fell in love with it. And then as soon as the war was over, that's where how's he started he, to go. How does he land a
0: three month fucking like vacation for the winter deal? Like in that kind of. Like they need him. He's super important like, I think sure. that's just the fucking. Off that's just days. a
4: European mindset, man. Yeah, they go on holiday yeah, need, every year and they get vacation, big fat yeah. fucking vacation time, and they look at Americans like we're fucking slave drivers because we are. We are because we have we, no fucking time off.
0: But here it'd be like the phone would ring and Bruce Willis's wife would be pissed and be like, "I know I said I was done, but I got one more mission. Like call him, <laughs> you know what I mean?" Like Fleming's like fucking. like, "We can't invade Fleming's still in Jamaica." Yeah, no, I don't no, know. no, this is
4: after the war when he's working for the newspaper. Oh, okay. okay. That, Cause I was like, man, no, military, no. Uh, yeah. All right. No, he's the head of this newspaper, but still takes three months off. Um, and goes I saw to the
0: Jamaica. newspaper thing. I just didn't have the timeline. Right. Right. Like, yeah. This was in starting in,
4: that? I think he moved there in, um, or no, he quit in 1959. I forget when 1942. Okay. 1942. During the war, he went to the Anglo American intelligence summit in Jamaica um, decided yeah, um, he wanted to live there and then in in nineteen forty five he bought the house um from a friend of his named Goldeneye and then that's where he started to to travel. Um, so he built the he house could.
0: and named it Goldeneye. What's that? Um, I thought he built the house and named it Goldeneye, not he, bought it from a friend. He had
4: he no, a friend of his bought the land for him because he wasn't okay. in Jamaica at the time. And then and he, then he paid to have the house built. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the way you yeah.
0: said it though, it sounded like and you, you bought it from yeah. a friend named Golden. Island. Yeah, was like,
4: oh said, no, sorry, no, <laughs> a guy named Ivar Bryce helped find the land. I was in his name. What's that? His name had
0: I in it. You weren't far off. That's true. Yeah.
4: Um. So that girl that I mentioned a long time ago, Anne Charteris, her first husband died in the war, and she was expected to marry Fleming, um, but he didn't want to get married. She married the second Viscount Rothmere.
0: You know what else is cool is he's fucking on fucking Captain Morgan's stomping ground right now, Yeah, for sure he is. He's over here fucking partying Goldeneye after Captain Morgan. Like, it's just over... History is
4: crazy. It all fucking ties in together.
0: Yeah, I wish they need some big-ass crazy movie where just, like, fucking... H.H. Holmes is killing people and Tesla's fucking making shit and like fucking, this person's fucking with Hitler and that's hap- Like they need a super crazy storyline like that where there's some crazy figures that you would never think about. You know, in a in, parallel in the together, same space. Yeah. In the same space. You wouldn't think about it, but it was happening on different continents. At and for completely time. different reasons. Places. Like, this yeah. motherfucker was killing people. This guy was innovating and changing the world. This guy was fucking ruling with an iron fist. Yeah. You know what I mean? This person was suffering, you know, like hiding in a fucking attic. Like, yeah. you could just do some super cool story where it all fucking ties together Yeah. and the butterfly effect of how it all fucking was related. There needs yeah. to
4: be a TV series. It can't be a, yeah. like, like every episode yeah. is like, this is the H.H. H. Holmes episode. And it's like yeah. the same day in history, you know, for but, all these different people. But maybe a letter arrives,
0: you know what I mean, in fucking Chicago. And it was from fucking, you know, France right, or Italy right. or some shit. And so that's how you tie it in. And it's like, oh, this person's writing to their grandma that lives like a block away from H.H. H. Holmes. Right. And, you know what I mean? And like, oh, weird. And they pass them in the hallway yeah. and shit. They could have been killed, but they weren't. You yeah. know, that'd be cool, man.
4: You need to produce it.
0: Uh, I can't. You you gotta dream it, bro. Yeah. I need some. My, I need some mind frame mojo on that shit. That's true. I have, that's I have a lot of idea, writing. Yeah. That would
4: be a lot of writing. Yeah. Um, a lot of writing. And so, like you
0: said, it's historically based, so it's like the That you'd have
3: to, to be. So people yeah. will. Yeah. Fucking, well, not even yeah. that. I mean, you can make it where it's you know. It's embellished, yeah, yeah. It's embellished. Of course, yeah, you
4: can you know. embellish it. I mean, like, I really, I really loved the TV show Boardwalk Empire, and that was like pseudo historically accurate. Like, they took a lot of liberties, and a lot of stuff was accurate, a lot of stuff wasn't, and they were like, "Fuck it, we don't care." Like, even from the Uh, beginning, they were like, our guy's named Nucky Thompson, the real guy was something else Thompson. Like, we're doing that from day one just to let you know we're going to fuck with some shit, but it's going to be pretty accurate, you know? I say
0: you go the other way and, like, there's just a beautiful woman about to have sex with the fucking serial killer, and when she drops her dress, like, fucking butterfly wings come out, and you're like, what the fuck? And it just cuts scenes. Like, she has wings, so it's, like, magical. It pulls the Game of Thrones on you where, like, there's dragons, so then anything's fucking possible, so they can't hold you. Mm -hmm to the historical we could do that we could
3: do with wrestling like you have like like you're following like one big wrestler like what's going on and then you have like the luchador that's like in mexico wrestling and you have the little thailand wrestler you know know,
4: they're all at the same time doing the same (laughs) shit and like the different
3: lifestyle that they lived you know but there's drama to it and there's fucking all kinds of shit and murder and mystery
0: you know Primal was doing a show like that. It was like a travel fight show. And so they were going to do like how they were going to have two fighters that were about to fight switch continents. And then hang out with the family and the trainers at the opposite person's gym. So that fighter would Check hang out, out with bad. the other person's family yeah. and they were going to like eat and learn the culture and, and go through the whole hmm. thing. And it was like an eight, six or eight week thing where it comes back around and finally they have to fight. And the other person's family voting for the other guy. Yeah, They're like, fuck, kick his ass. Yeah. I still love you, dad. Yeah. Fuck him up. They yeah. filmed like a uh, like a trailer, like a sizzle reel and shit mm. for it. It looked, I was so sad that that show didn't happen, but oh, it looked really sucks. cool. Yeah. Funding, I'm also man. sad because I owned a part of it. Funding, but, man. Yeah. Funding. But it just didn't go down.
4: Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this woman that he's, that he had an affair with before the war, her husband dies. He keeps having an affair with her, even though she gets remarried. She mm. travels to Jamaica, even though she's remarried to visit a supposedly visit a friend who's actually like a big musical composer who knew all of them. Um and she oops gets pregnant from Fleming's daughter. Um, she ends up uh stillborn. President from who? What's that?
0: You said she gets pregnant from Fleming's daughter.
4: She gets pregnant with Fleming's daughter.
0: Oh, with Fleming's daughter, okay.
4: But the child is stillborn, and then yeah, her husband, that. the Lord, finds out about it and divorces her. Um, and then she gets pregnant again with their son, Caspar. Um, Ian Fleming's son, and then they finally get married. Um name is while that? they're Passport. married, she had an affair with Hugh Gateskill, the leader of the labor labor party. She had an affair with the leader of the opposition party. He's from Castle Gateskull. He had an affair with one of his neighbors named Blanche Blackwell, who's the mother of the person who founded Island Records. So Island they're Records. just all fucking everybody. Yeah, man, they're Puzzle. just in Jamaica, but they're all fucking lords and fucking moguls. And-, and in
3: Jamaica, that's what they say. Yeah. You know,
4: so but at this point, um, he's waiting to get married, waiting for his son to be born. And he said that in this period, he was filled with a bunch of dread. And his friend was like, you should write a novel then to distract yourself. And he sits down and he writes Casino Royale, the first James Bond uh, book. Um, I watched a documentary man. That motherfucker lived the life like he literally would
0: wake up and go swim in the ocean mm-hmm. and then come back and write 500 words or something and then he would go back out and the servant would bring him breakfast and he would eat breakfast and chill for a little while and then he would get it from that and go swim in the ocean and go spearfishing for a little while and then come back and write a thousand words and then go back and it was lunchtime and it was just like he would just swim and spearfish and drink and smoke lots of like 70 cigarettes 70 a day,
4: cigarettes a day yeah uh.
0: Yeah, I watched. It was a, it was like a reenactment thing, but the guy did a good job from what I can tell. You know what I mean? Like he he, he played the part, but it was just fucking servants and breakfast yeah, lunch and lunch and ocean yep. and spearfishing and writing, but he would just fucking hammer out like 500 words without even looking what he wrote before. And, but it was just like, he just was magic though. He knocked it out. Like it wasn't, it sounded like it just came out of him and he didn't even have a plan as to what was supposed to happen. Right. He would just start writing and then he just fucking pumped out a novel. Like,
4: and I didn't really see much about the house, but I know that he bought it with money from an estate that sold in his family. So I'm guessing it wasn't a small house in Jamaica.
0: I mean, the thing I watched wasn't the real house. Obviously I don't think, you know, right.
4: but, But yeah, he definitely had servants. I mean, he's fucking rich as fuck, you know? I'll see if I can Um, find something about the house. But he wasn't rich like his would be, you know, soon to be wife, his fiance. He wasn't his fiance's level of rich, who was marrying every lord under the sun. And this was another thing, as he thought, if I could write a successful series of books, I could, you know, provide for her enough to to what she's accustomed to. So he wrote this book. He writes this book. He writes this (laughs) book. um, And she didn't like it his friend who he trusted to read it said, this isn't really that good. Like you could probably get it published, but I wouldn't use my real name if I were you like, this is a piece <laughs> wow. of trash. Um, Cause it's nothing but violence and sex and drinking and spies and murder. And it's not like a proper British book. You know what I mean? Um, but he tries to get it. Uh, a friend of his convinces a publishing house to look at the book And initially, they even said, we really don't want to publish this. But then they realized, well, fuck, his brother is our number one travel book author, and he's a Fleming. So we kind of have to at least publish this first book, even though it's kind of a piece of shit. And then all of a sudden, that first book just blows up. They have to go back for three printings. They can't keep it on the shelf. Casino Royale is like an instant success in England, and everybody's surprised. Um, and then they sign him for a, I want to say a six book deal to write more James Bond books. And he just starts to, to churn them out and they're super popular in England. Um, he said that he wanted James Bond because this is like, again, this is like the nature of being a real spy. He said, being a real spy, you need to be good looking but not flashy and you need to be the type of person that seems like things happen to you not the type of person that makes things happen
0: so you can go stay at the golden eye estate Okay, oh, stay you? there now yeah now it's a hotel and resort in jamaica so you can actually go stay there oh nice um but it isn't it just says 20 acres i can't seem to find like how many bedrooms and all right. the good stuff about it
4: So he said, when I wrote the first one in 1953, I wanted Bond to be an extremely dull, uninteresting man to whom things happen. I wanted him to be a blunt instrument. Uh, When I was casting around for a name for my protagonist, I thought James Bond is the dullest name I ever heard.
0: I, I, I looked this one up where he gets the name. Like I, I found the book. Oh, the on Bird eBay. of West I, Indies. <laughs> I found a 1947 uh, a, like original fucking copy of the Bird of West Indies by James Bond, um, and it's 550 dollars on eBay right now. And there's Damn. another one somewhere else for 900. But you can get a current copy of the book uh, for like 12 bucks. Right. But like right. Uh, Who the wants one from that? like the, yeah. one from the 40s that looks like the one he looked over and yeah. saw on the fucking shelf. Yeah. Yeah, is it, about 500 bucks.
4: Yeah. So um, again, they – he said that he described Bond as having dark, rather cruel, good looks and um, he – they think he based him on multiple spies. Like all these scholars look back at different spies that worked for him or that he met during the war or after the war and all – but I don't think it's – I don't think it's accurate to say any one of these spies was really James Bond because – Like everyone's pointing to all these people and saying, well, he did this once in one book and this actual spy really did that. And it's like, yeah, but he looks like this and this spy really looked like that. And it's like, well, yeah, he knew a million fucking spies and James Bond was a composite, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, And again, not to say that by his 10th book it was still accurate to what it was really like to be a spy because by then you're starting to have to up your game and come up with crazier shit. But at the yeah. beginning, this was like, this was pretty fucking realistic shit. So well, um, because
0: back in the day, like the spies, he was like, Hey, what if we put a pin in a gun or whatever, a gun in right, a pen? Right. But then it was like, Oh, when you're writing, it's as easy as making a fucking poison, you know, perfume, you right. just write poison perfume. You <laughs> yeah, don't actually have yeah. to make it Yeah. like, you know, it would be cool whatever the fuck I want to write. That's what would be cool. Exactly.
4: Exactly. And like one was, there was a spy named Eugene carp who was a spy on the Orient express. And, um, he was trying to find us spy networks in Soviet Russia. And then a Soviet assassin, uh, drugged it drugged the conductor and then threw this guy's body off the train and it was like real shit but then that a lot of that stuff came up in a James Bond book even though it really happened
0: and then Um, a crazy turn of events throw mama from the train was actually exactly that that. That was based on it
4: too so loosely in 1961 JFK wrote a list in an interview. They asked him his top 10 favorite books and he listed nine nonfiction book. And the only book that was fiction was from Russia with love. um, The the James Bond book. And Hmm. literally overnight, he was a fucking success in America because as soon as JFK said, that's one of my top 10 books, Everybody in the world wanted to read from Russia with Love, so it went from some obscure spy book that no one in America cared about to suddenly the book everyone in America wants. Right?
0: That's the Oprah, Oprah Book Club of yeah, the month. Exactly, the dude. That dude, or if Rogan reads your book and fucking says that shit, God, dude, you always see authors on there. Like uh, Graham Hancock said, like he was offering to give away something with the first amount of book orders or some fucking thing, and he didn't realize the impact. The impact that the, 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 the Joe Rogan show would have and he said that he literally if he does like 20 of it's like some special personalized thing that if he does 20 a day for like the next 10 years or something he just told everyone to be patient he's like I don't know what to do I I promised it right I offered it I didn't realize it was going to happen thank you for the support I can't physically do I have to do whatever it was and was like wow that's fucking crazy
4: right you get the bump. They they say that about Stephen Colbert as well. They call it the Colbert bump, where if an author comes on his show, he's suddenly fucking New York Times bestseller.
0: But I feel like he'd hold it over you. He'd be like, "Do you know I can make you and break you? You want to come on my show? That's chains? right. Come you over, suck here, my bitch. dick. You can suck my dick right now." <laughs> so I heard. Yeah. now
3: been threaten me with a good time. That that's right. On.
4: So Ian mm-hmm. Fleming writes Casino Royale, Live and Let Die, Moonraker, Diamonds Are Forever. From Russia with Love, Dr. No, Goldfinger, For Your Eyes Only, Thunderball, The Spy Who Loved Me, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, You Only Live Twice, The Man with the Golden Gun, Octopussy, and The Living Daylights. All yeah, of them. Are they, all porno names. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. Um, and at one point uh, after he had his first heart attack and shortly before he died, a friend of his said, while you're convalescing, you don't need to worry about all this spy stuff. What you should do is write the story that you always tell your son Casper at night because um, he made up this fanciful story that he would tell his son. So he sat down and wrote it and it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which. Disney no shit. Obviously, yeah. So it was the no only. way. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. So That's the only, fucking Cool. And he wrote a book on the diamond trade, which led to diamonds are forever. Um, and he wrote one other book for like a Saudi oil ministry or something that never got published. But um, he ends up meeting with um, a guy named Albert Broccoli, who's a movie producer, and um, it ends. <laughs> oh, up- you mean you mean Cubby Broccoli? Cubby broccoli? broccoli, yeah, yeah. it's Broccoli. Um, his nickname. And his wife <laughs> is still the his wife is still alive, and she's the executive producer to this day of all the James Bond movies. Um, making but, money. Yeah. So they were supposed to meet and, um, but his first wife died so he couldn't attend the meeting. So his business partner went and apparently talked all this shit and said that bond books were only suitable to be a cheap television show and a studio would never back it. And Ian Fleming <laughs> told him to go fuck himself. So he went with a producer named Harry Saltzman, who said he would treat him with more respect. But once Saltzman got into the business of it, he was like, ah, oh, fuck, but we should really work with broccoli. And I mean, fuck whoever his assistant Saltzman was we and broccoli. broccoli. So Saltzman and broccoli mm. produced all these movies, came up with a million dollars for the first thing. Um, they're done by a group called Eon productions, which stands for everything or nothing which was, A, their theory of making the first Bond film, like we're staking all of our money and our entire reputation on this one film, hoping it's going to be a success. But it was also a phrase taken directly from um, a James Bond novel. It sounds um, like a
3: fight brand. Eon,
0: Eon or nothing. Yeah, it does, it doesn't, doesn't it? You look that shit up.
4: So they make their first uh, movie, um, <laughs> and they're looking for their first Google. boss. Dr. No becomes the first movie. And they're looking for their first James Bond, and I think it was Saltzman's wife, watched Darby O'Gill and the Little People and said, you guys need to uh, have Sean Connery audition because he's amazing, just because she thought he was hot. So they call in Sean Connery, and the producers said – that they watched Sean Connery walk through the building and they watched every single female secretary literally stop what they were doing because they were enamored by how good looking Sean Connery was and how much charisma he had and how smooth he was. And he walked in and basically the producers had already decided before the audition, this is our James Bond. And then he walked in and said, I'm not going to do a screen test. If you want me, you have to cast me. Oh, um man. yeah, fucking big ball move. And they were like done and they signed him right there for a six film James Bond deal. Wow. Yeah.
0: How, cons- conservatively, how many women do you think James or uh fucking Sean Connery slept with? Fuck.
4: <laughs> Up, um, you think it's like a thousand? All of them that he wanted to.
3: Why is it Amanda Knox? She says she's up with seven guys, and you're like, oh, I got a fucking whore bag. How I didn't many guys did you see that? You did. I did not. You did. You judged her. I said her. they, list, you they listed her. all the women. You're, you're like, or, Jesus Christ. Seven guys. That. And then you're like, that. Sean Connery, 100 women? No. I think it was more. No. What a pimp.
0: I mean, it's it truth. Yeah.
3: But I'm just say saying
0: I'm just say it's it's just it's just uh just you know, double standard. Just a yeah, double standard, yeah. Yeah. Just, saying. just
3: saying. Yeah, it's I just I'm not attack for this. Jesus. I'm just asking you. I wasn't attacking you. I'm just <laughs> it's saying what's simple, cousin Fight. I mean, fight, I mean you, you know, I'm just asking you have an argument
0: here. I'm I just mean, saying You're like you like pushing me real hard, man. You're pushing me in a tall man. You might snitch trip and fall on a dick if you're not careful. Oh man. Don't promise me the good time, man. Yeah.
4: So at age fifty six um, August 12th, 1964, his son's 12th birthday. Um, he has a second heart attack. Um, he dies on the way to the hospital and his last words were to the ambulance drivers and they were, I'm sorry to trouble you chaps. I don't know how you get along so fast with the traffic on the road these days. What a nice guy. And that, those were his last words. Went out courteous. Um, so, uh, that's the story of Ian Fleming. Um, I think it's pretty fucking crazy. I think the, the, the early books, like I said, the, the picture of who James Bond is, was him looking at what a real spy had to be like. Um, and I think that the, the ruthless murdering womanizing drinking, Like, all of that together, like, he put that together because of the best spies he knew, you know, were womanizers and drunks and violent and quiet, (laughs) and it was like this became James Bond, you know? So, all those things that a lot of people don't like about James Bond's character, like, those were the things that Ian Fleming said were the truest thing about him as a spy uh, working for the British government, so i think he's a very interesting character i really do want to read uh, some of his books but i've just never had time to read them but there there's ian fleming someone, he just watches
0: movies someone on the yeah it's way quicker dave it's way quicker and ju- the movie's always better than the book i've heard mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um someone pointed out on the live feed that you look like the scott van pelt logo which i don't know what the fuck that is but i googled it <laughs> like watch this brad ready
3: <laughs> That's fucking, I look fucking like crazy. This thing?
0: Like literally, if you had your own personal logo, this is what it. The like, you're, you're like, yeah. What the fuck is that? To go to you're gonna have to go to fucking court. I don't know what that is. You have to go to court. You have to go to court for this. Von and Pelt Get this logo, logo, Dave. I wish I could. Sh- I'll have to send it to. you. Or oh, you got it? Yeah. Here.
4: God damn, I do.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's really. What funny. is Scott Van Pelt? What is that? I have no sports center. Someone uh-huh. from sports. Yeah, Center. ESPN. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, he's the white, so
0: yeah he's the white dave you gotta yeah. rob that shit turn it orange you gotta like merge Conan, i don't even know about Scott him
4: oh. i don't think i look like him i just think i look like no. his logo it's just
0: the glasses and the bald head it's the, head the, head yeah, it's the perfect yeah. glass with the headphones right now yeah. Yeah. right 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 headphones like yeah,
3: yeah yeah i take the I headphones think, off i, I don't think
4: i
0: like think you. you could win in a court of law
3: yeah i might like be, if be they able put to you guys next to each other and looked at the logo they're gonna say yeah that
0: that is clearly dave moton you lose i looked like
4: that well before he developed his logo <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who's older? That's the thing. Yeah. If you're that's older, you win. No, I think doesn't
4: matter wins. if I'm older than he is. I just need to be older than the logo.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I'm trying to see who said it. It was uh, it was Patrice. That's I don't know funny. if that's some weird sports shit. That's funny. All right. um Social media winner uh, episode 539. Captain Henry Morgan, um it, the scourge of the Spanish Main. Sion Hampton is going to win a sticker pack. From Print Dirt Cheap for sharing on Facebook, sharing our Facebook clip. Thank you for sharing on social media. That's huge for us. We don't have to give all the monies, give all the monies, all them social medias on them interwebs. It costs a lot of money, doesn't do a lot of stuff. But when you share it, friends that like you Mm -hmm. like the same stuff as you. Right. Yeah. They they might like us. So really appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Uh, Frankie Pigeons is going to reach out to you and get your personal information and trade you for some stickers. Totally worth the risk. Um, also we are a part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Go to Podbelly.com and check out cool podcasts like Ectoplasm Podcast and Hillbilly Horror Stories. Um also El Yucateco Hot Sauce is our primary sponsor. Um it's delicious and nutritious. You should put it in your mouth hole. You gotta buy some and give it to your friends. Um, if you don't like hot sauce, we don't give a fuck. Go buy some anyway. Support us and support them. If you see it in the wild, take a picture, post it on social media and tag us. Um Thank you to uh, Print Dirt Cheap. Go to PrintDirtCheap.com and uh, order some stickers. Order some printed good. Um, I've got some cool new prizes coming out for the uh, the forty dollar patrons right now. They should be I should be mailing them this week. I think. Knock on wood. If I can pull everything off. I don't, don't even think Universal I know. What they are. No, you, I don't either. You guys don't actually. I will. I'll show. I'll send you a picture, Dave, when I have it. But I don't have all the parts. Nice. Um, and if you're a, uh, if you thought you were in the 500 club, some of those have been arriving. Please post those on the internets. Um, it's a difficult mm-hmm. process to get all of that stuff made. It, like it changed though. Like we
3: we we had a supplier for yeah you know, decanters and whatnot. We and still then, do the boxes. Well, yeah, it's like yeah the boxes
0: yeah. and like yeah everything was everything was cool and now it's changed. But I yeah, right. COVID I sourced, times, I sourced yeah. some boxes um, and I got those shipped all the way from yeah. wherever I got them shipped from Pennsylvania to Pennsylvania and then back to me yeah. for me to heat them it's with a, a heat yeah, gun a and like remove a piece of wood and then put in inserts and re-glue and clamp them overnight yeah. to take them back out to get the decanters and put them in from an, yes. it's like, it's a multi-party process. process. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. If you're in the 200 club or 500 club, a lot of that stuff's been going out. Really appreciate it. Thank you to all the patrons too. Um, and then uh, where'd I leave off printer cheap? Yeah. So printer cheap's printing some of that stuff. So when that gets to me, um, Jess over at Printer Cheap, uh, should be emailing us and letting us know. So, thank you, Jess, Jess and Eric. Jess and Jeff, Eric, yeah, and sorry. Jeff. You don't even know where these
3: men come from. These are the people at Printer Cheap. Oh, Printer Cheap. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like No, no, no,
0: no, no, that's Mariah. And I know, Sarah and Amy.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say where do all these men come from.
0: Um, I got also, uh, for the
3: for the giveaway or for the uh, the winners, like the hot you know, you say it's uh. Either, either they get something or they, you know, they die, you know, one or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a, it's a saying now it's, you either come up or your grave gets dug up. All right. That works. That's, yeah.
0: I'll take it. Um, also thank you to Jimmy D's Tees. Um, if you need t-shirts made, um, he's your man. If he can't do it, mm. nobody can. That's mm. not his saying. Cause it's lame. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's fitting though. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Like he's equally lame. He has cool stuff, but he's lame. No, I think he's pretty cool. Is he? I've never talked to him. I have on several occasions. I don't think I've ever actually talked to him. Uh, it's crazy. Like the kind of relationships and fucking conversations you can have over such a long period of time. Yeah. Only on fucking messenger. Like I yeah. know people right. only on messenger. Never, that's never hear their voice. Never heard their voice. Yeah. Until maybe a meetup and then yeah. you meet them. You're like, that's True. crazy. You're a foot shorter than I thought. Holy shit. You're a giant person. You're <laughs> yeah. tall. You're skinny. Yeah. You're fat. I'm fat. Look at me. Yeah. 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 It happens. We're all real people. Hey, you're somewhere. not Mexican. Yeah. Yet. I totally thought you were Mexican. Right. (laughs) There was someone we met where I was like, holy shit, how come in your picture you look like you're fucking like, who was that? It looked like they were like a, like a big-ass Mexican dude and they were like a little white guy. It was like some crazy shit where you we were like, hold the picture up on Facebook. Oh, I see it. I yeah. see what happened here. That's fucking yeah. weird. There was just a shadow and a funny angle and you look like a giant Mexican, <laughs> man. <laughs> so yeah. uh, check out Jimmy D's tees. Andre also, the Mexican..
3: giant yeah. <laughs> yes, He
0: also sells his, uh, his own wares and goods and trinklets. Uh, go buy some of those and support him because he supports us. Um, go check out SKR Apparel. Um, that's s u i k e r apparel dot com, um, and check out Retro Vague. Um, go check out Mindframe. It's Friday, so there should be another Sit Down episode out when this releases. Hmm. Um, if you're not listening to Sit Down episodes, you're missing out. There's a whole it's a whole another podcast to be it honest. really is yeah. Some of the sit down episodes are longer than the, you have a nine minute episode and then we talk about it for forty five minutes to try to break down and figure out what's behind the technology or whatever the fuck is happening in the episode and Dave tries to hold back and not spoil it as mm-hmm. we grill him and and there's some laughs in there too sometimes there's some whiskey in there so it, it's fun but it really helps if you have questions about Mindframe um, because it does get confusing and uh, you know there's some people are. Engaging on those as well. So, check it out though. Go to mindframepodcast.com and uh, and check it out. Start with the prelude. That's the first episode, then the prologue, then the chapter. And it's available across all platforms. Also, check out Brewing the 99 podcast mm-hmm. if you're a nerd. Mm-hmm. If you're a fucking nerd and you're into magic, go check it out. If you got magic lands, yeah, if you got lands, you got manas. You got manas. I don't even know what other, I don't have any more references. No. That's uh-uh. it. That's lands all is all I got. You gave me manas. All I had was lands. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just <know>, <laughs> texted. Same, I text same thing brad in the middle of the week because his show has made me care about magic again and i saw a targeted facebook ad popped up that was the artist bob ross with the fluffy clouds and all that stuff he they used they used several of his paintings to make a limited edition of land cards uh, for magic and i had to spend money i don't need to spend and buy them
0: fuck i think regular people will buy that shit just fuck yeah well they're gonna start bob doing ross. that with
4: multiple artists i guess and i can't think of any other artist i would give a fuck about but with bob ross i'm totally here. There.
3: yeah and here's how the text started i'm fucking stupid <laughs> i just bought the goddamn bob ross lancet conversation started <laughs>
4: i didn't remember it being that upset but yeah I think, I
0: think people would enjoy our group text too like yeah i, I think they, they
4: probably yeah. would yeah. dog no, grooming whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck da- happened today
0: i don't know i was trying to figure out what the fuck dave was talking about <laughs> it was autocorrect
3: but yeah it was, it was weird.
4: autocorrect madness but yeah <laughs> yeah
3: mary grooving at four yeah dog <laughs> grooming at four hello that was some very fucking bizarre autocorrect for my speech a very strange te- texting experience indeed yes indeed, <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: indeed. Um, yeah. yeah, so check out uh, bring 99, and that's that's all I have. What you got, Brad? Uh, we have month? a sculpt member of the month, Ashley Taylor. Uh,
3: Ashley Taylor is is at blonde zombie on, on Instagram, <clears throat> something like that. Uh, her correct. Instagram yeah. is our Instagram, and uh, she actually sent she, I don't know if she got us confused, me and Dave, mm-hmm. black and white, I don't know, right? Uh, but she sent Dave an email, uh, she had a procedure done on her leg, Dave.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It what was, was it? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Hand off tag. You're it. Um,
4: <laughs> Segway. She was trying to do. Uh, it's kind of it's she was kind of confused. She was trying to do lasery removal of a tattoo. Lasery. It's French. No, it's laser, lasery. Yeah. 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 The laser removal of tattoos, except yeah. she um, ended up. She was getting advice from me because the doctor wouldn't do it. Um, why is, because why is that? it was an optometrist who does LASIK.
3: Yeah. Oh, she was she was dyslexic.
4: Right. Well, what it is <laughs> is yeah, Dick, she has she was so, dyslexic. Yeah. Yeah,
3: she has a. a it's pretty much a, a dangly dong that goes from her upper thigh a skin down to her kneecap. Yeah. It's a Liam. Neeson. Well, it's it's, it, it's a Liam. Yeah. Neeson. It's a Liam Neeson tattooed on her leg, and yeah. she was trying to get it removed. Right. But she went to Lexic surgery. She uh-huh. she didn't realize that it's. It's LASIK.
0: Right. My Liam goes to my niece, son.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's how you know. <laughs> your Liam goes <laughs> to your niece, son.
4: And then I asked her, like, did you like she didn't reply, but I was like, Did you really go to the wrong doctor? Or were you just trying to show uh do you just like get off on showing eye doctors your Liam Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, She's
3: like, she she pulls her pants down and is like take a gander at yeah. this. And they're like, <laughs> <I> mean, I'm
4: <laughs> here to fix your eyes, yeah. ma'am.
0: Well, Shame yeah. on the optometrist for letting her get that far. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Speak up a little sooner. Sir.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you, you were
3: uh, you were a bottom optometrist. <laughs>
4: yeah. One day. Well, she wears like it's it's Velcro like tearaway pants. Yeah, like so a basketball it's like, I mean, you really don't have. It's just like off. and it's just like, oh, yeah. hello, Liam Neeson. Yeah.
3: her balls yeah. are out and everything. It's yeah. crazy.
4: Yeah,
3: it's right there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> balls are out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, no, you know. No. To each their own, you
0: know. You're kind of obsessed with that. What's that? I think you need some. I think you want some. And <laughs> uh, Liam needs some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Brad has had such a good day. <laughs> Liam needs some. My Liam uh, goes to my niece, son. Yeah, we're, and, we're ne- fun- and you and you Liam needs some. fucking
3: retarded. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. Anyway, thank you Ashley. And that's over, thank remote. You, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Our
0: funnies are funnier when we're all in the yeah, same room. Yeah, that's true. The timing's always so hard, but Yeah. it's good. But anyway, so am I. uh <laughs>
3: Uh, if you're on Reddit, go to r4 slash Sophie King podcast, a good, good group on there. I mean, there's as many, di- and there's different people on Reddit too, than there is on Facebook. Totally, people yeah. don't like Facebook, so
4: different vibe uh, get on different there. Everything. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, uh, that group is growing and thank you to those, uh, moderators and whatnot over there for keeping that alive. And, uh, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at Sophie King podcast. Don't forget to check out the SK ultra, uh, member, unofficial members group. I don't know what that, that, that name always eludes me. <laughs> me uh, too. <laughs> I have it there. It's like it's fucking weird. Like, yeah. But it, I never really look at it. I just see SK. And right. It's right. the
0: unofficial Sofa King SK Ultra Fans. Yeah.
3: That's yeah. But SK, SK is in parentheses. Fans. I think if yeah. you just look
0: up Sofa King, it comes up.
3: Yeah, it does. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're if you're on Facebook, if you have a Facebook or you just make a lot of there's a lot of people who make fake Facebook fake fake fake. Fake, fake book. Here comes account. that stroke. Jesus Christ. Here it comes. I can't uh, even, I can't
0: even come pretend what uh, I'm trying to say, fool. Uh, what I tried to said here. I think you, Liam. Need some
3: medication. bro. Fake, fake, fake. Fake,
4: fake, 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 Facebook.
3: fake. You can make a fake Facebook account and uh, just to get on there to talk to people because yes. you never know who your friend might be on there.
4: And a lot and, of people uh, do. A lot of people have like an alternate identity on that group. Yeah. And it's fine. That's, that's great. They don't yeah. want to share their yeah. deep thoughts with their real friends.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Be, you can be you on that group. Correct. That's like, really like I'm, I'm
0: Jack handy in
4: there. Yeah. A lot of people don't yeah. know
3: that. Yeah. I'm Jack Mihoff. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so you can get in there and, and, uh, join the group and, and you're missing a lot of, you know, after the part, it's basically the after party, right. You know, is what, what happens in there. So, and what happens if the group stays in the group?
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes,
3: some. Well, yeah, 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 mostly. What's that? Like, I don't Jesus know. Christ! Dave's watching porn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened? over Anyway, there?
3: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's He left, this, he left his incognito tab open. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Oops! Put, put that away. What are you doing next? Do Firefox? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, pod belly, check out pod belly, uh, on Instagram. Check out, you like, underscore hot sauce. Check out Jimmy D's teas. Give him a like, give him a follow, uh, maybe comment on something. Like I said, any, any, any social interaction helps. And we really appreciate it, uh, even for our sponsors. So, um, engagement is a plus, uh, f- patreon.com forward slash black slash Sophie King podcast, uh, to support the show and the Spotify playlist, Is on Spotify, obviously, and you can search that up by searching Self King Podcast 2021" or just Self King Podcast." It should come up,
0: and that is the playlist for the end songs on the show. And if you're on the live feed, we'll be right back with the bonus episode. Yeah, the boner. If you're not on live feed, because definitely gonna be a boner episode. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
3: Yeah, don't be retarded.
2: tell me how you feel when you fucking with the fire don't i make you wanna cry do i make you feel alive everybody live a lie everybody is a race long as you gotta race you identify you can- Pass me with the same black and white shit. You could miss me with that rigid state of mind. Shit. 1984, 2016, same thing. If you don't see it, then you're stupid. The illusion is the truest. close my eyes, cause I wanna see it all. Consciousness above the sisters, that's the way that we born. Feet up on the ground so that I can stand tall With my mind in the sky, and my eyes on my mind Look inside, bad boy, boy, I be on that woos Mind is a weapon, so don't make me have to shoot sh- I've been doing this for a minute or a second Or a sudden, on front, cause you know that time is nothing. Tell me how you feel when the devil got a deal. Would you kill your own brother just to get a couple mil? Shit is real, get the chills. Tell me how we could address it. Niggas dressing up in dresses. I don't know if I respect it cause I don't. Don't they want your boy to play along with it? But I won't. Blurring lines, missing signs. Living this a funny time. So I got a LOL just to keep my peace of mind. I don't mind. at the same damn time sober and intoxicated at the same damn time broke as fuck and I'm rich at the same damn time and I'm you and I'm me at the same damn time tell me how you feel when you fucking with the fire don't I make you wanna cry don't I make you feel alive don't I make you feel low don't I make you feel high don't I help you get lost don't I help you find God tell me how you I'm fucking with the fire Don't I make you feel the spirit I ain't even gotta try All I talk about is heaven I ain't even gotta lie Burning L's with the devil Blowing clouds in the sky Tell me how you feel With the highest state of mind From a lower point of view When you know a lie's a lie I don't know my history And that's the fucking truth Life is a mystery And that's the fucking truth I don't need anything And that's the fucking truth I can do anything This the fucking proof
1: Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. 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 Uh, times like this, I gotta wind down, gotta stay cool. Anytime I'm open to the news, got me questioning, thinking about my truth. Tell me how you feel right now, yeah Tell me what this make you wanna do Shit get real right now Gotta organize the troops, yeah Uptown, like before the people dog That'll never change Yeah, bad habits creep into the picture Gotta crop it out the frame I bet this is fun for you Tell me this, it got you entertained Ah, don't play with me I don't play, it in a motherfucking game I'm on the wild side I don't learn shit you may never get to know. These all in my dreams, keep that pain on the low. Yeah. Couple thou for me if you finna have me pull it to the show. And if you pay me, you better figure out a budget for my bros Tell me how you feel. I get the man, all of the shit is Look at the times, living the lives, in Look at the kings. They just exist in our mind. Fuck with nothing in the fight. Fuck with nothing in the fight.